got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are going to be talking about the dip on Bitcoin. As you know, Bitcoin dropped all the way down to about $63,000 last night. A lot of people are freaked out saying, Jeb, didn't Bitcoin just go to $69,000? It dropped $6,000. Should I be freaking out? No, you shouldn't be. And in this video, I'm going to show you exactly why. But that's not the only thing that we're going to be doing because we're also going to be looking at a bunch of other cryptocurrencies. We're going to be looking at, let me see my list here, Polkadot, Cartesi, Mana, Sandbox, Bitcoin, Ethereum. And we're also going to potentially hopefully have a little bit of time to do a bit of a snapshot on some of your suggested and requested altcoins guys we got a great show lined up for you we're going to be doing super chats in the middle for answering questions and then we're going to announce what coins we're going to be doing at the end if we add any on top of that and then you're also going to be getting a ton of ta in this stream and you're also going to be hearing about multiple different news stories for example we're going to be talking about bitcoin's taproot update that will be going live tomorrow after being in the works for four years literally they've been talking about taproot and Schnorr signatures and mast and Merkleized abstract syntax trees for a very long time. As long as I've been in crypto, Taproot is finally going online. Is that priced in? We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how a ton of game developers are getting involved in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. And we're also going to talk about uh, Latin America potentially starting to accept Bitcoin in certain ways, similar to how El Salvador does. And we've also got a couple of updates here on the Miami coin down from Mayor Francis Suarez in the municipality of Miami. But I am joined, as always, by Mr. T.A. Tim. How you doing, Tim? I am doing swell. And guess what? Also, we are doing today. Mm. We are announcing our CT2A giveaway winners for celebrating 200,000 subscribers here at Woo! Crypto Jeb. So, what do we want to do that? Do we want to do that in the middle of the show, end of the show? When do we want to do that? How long do you think it'll take? Uh, maybe middle show, maybe. There's, I announced 12 names. You you do have 12 and names. Uh, May has to stream exuberantly the show. for each one of them. End of the show. End of the, end show? Of the show? Okay. End of the show. End of the show. Stay tuned to see if you got a free copy or a half-off copy of the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. And speaking of, today's show is brought to you by... Lux Algo. Guys, if you want to get access to Lux Algo, we are going to be using it in today's show. If you want to learn more, check the link below. We are also joined, as always, by Smay, our producer. How are you doing, Smay? Hello, everybody. I'm doing pretty good. I mean, also, I got uh, I got good news yesterday, guys. I discovered that I am officially down 40 pounds. Oh, That's insane. So, you can so, see it. So that's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, you, I also get to shout out three members, so I want to shout out those members. I want to shout out uh, Christopher McFarlane, uh, Alexandre Inacio, and Neil Melker. Thank you guys Let's so go. much for being loyal members. We love you. If you're interested in the membership program, check out the link below. It's funny. Alexandro, Alexandri Anasio, who has been a longtime supporter of the channel, just said, just finished my coffee in my new 15-ounce coffee and crypto mug with the new logo. Boom. If you go Boom. to CryptoJeb.com forward slash merchandise, I think it is, you can go to CryptoJeb.com and you'll find it. We have a merch store and you can get some uh, premium merchandise with the link in the description. You, and, know, you know what I forgot oh. also? This what? was a good morning. This morning, I hit 1,000 followers on Twitter. You did? Yeah. I nice. Hit, yeah. I, also, I hit 500. Come so on. Not as good. But yeah, thank you guys for the support. It's a good morning. It's been great so far. Great Friday, except for not winning the Hobbit. Good deal, right guys. Now. I have a really quick question for you, Tim, before we jump into our first couple of altcoins. We're going to be talking about Cartesi and Dot, as you guys requested. Do you think NFTs are going to have a massive shakeup to the art market? 
Yeah, we asked that question months ago. The, this, I'm not a good person to ask because I don't fully understand the already existing art market uh, other than the <coughs> money laundering. What? People just, yeah, people just say, hey, we all agree that that costs this much money, so you pay for it. And I'm like, well, I could Would just you pay a, $200 million I could take for a, a picture painting? for free. You know? Would you pay $200 million for a painting? I definitely don't have $200 million, and I definitely would not spend it on a painting. <laughs> You're not $200, million. $200 million. You're on a YouTube uh, channel, Tam. Exactly, you got you to gotta brag and flex about your billion-dollar crypto portfolio that's not real. <laughs> The truth is, when it comes to NFTs, I'm actually less excited about the art side of the NFTs and more excited about the other because NFTs don't just they're not just pictures and it's not just art. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of very practical, real use cases for them that you can use on a daily basis. And those are the parts I'm very excited about. But the art's cool, too. You know, it's like baseball cards all over again, but just you can have it digitally. And yeah. 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 Did you ever collect baseball cards? I collected not baseball. I collected football and basketball cards. Gotcha. Not successfully. I yeah. think I, I spent about Twenty dollars and sold them for about five. So <laughs> stonks and <laughs> made some profit there. I've never traded those, but uh, I know of some people that spend millions of dollars on them. But nevertheless, let's go ahead and keep moving here, guys. We're going to go ahead and jump onto my chart. We're going to do some technical analysis on Polkadot. The way the show is going to run today, we're going to do some uh, market rundown on several of the different altcoins you guys have been asking for. We're going to start with some Polkadot, then we're going to do some Cartesi, then we're going to do a little bit of Mana Decentraland. Uh, we're going to look at Sandbox. Then we're going to check in with you guys, do a little bit of an intermission. Then we're going to move into some Bitcoin technical analysis. That'll take us through the top of the hour. Then from there, we're going to look at some Bitcoin news. Then we're going to move on to Ethereum. Then we're going to move on to discussion. And then we're going to wrap the show here in an hour and a half or so. So let's go ahead and look at Polkadot. Polkadot right now is witnessing a pretty interesting phenomenon. And basically what we're seeing happen... <clears throat> on Polkadot actually shows up better on the 12-hourly than it does on the daily. Polkadot is essentially, um, it was breaking bullish out of an ascending wedge, but what it's doing is it's falling over. A lot of people have been very excited about Polkadot because it broke bullish out of an ascending wedge. As you guys know, ascending wedges typically break to the downside. You would expect this ascending wedge to break down with a price target down here around $30. I've already pre-drawn and done a little bit of pre-analysis on this. There is a strong level of support at 30 bucks here on Polkadot. But right now, Polkadot attempted to have a big break to the upside. And look, I just want to clarify, I love Polkadot. I think it's a great project. We're supporters of it. Smay is actually one of the first people in the office that was a big supporter of Polkadot. It's a layer zero solution, not a layer one or two. It helps to bring interoperability to a bunch of different decentralized applications and smart contract platforms. It is a very good project, and I am a fan of Polkadot. The technicals right now don't instill a lot of confidence in me, and here's why. Breaking bullish out of an ascending, trying, uh, out of an ascending wedge and then falling over is a, tr is a classic example of a market <clears throat> where the bulls got a little bit too exuberant and then it bit them in the butt. Basically, what we saw Polkadot do, it broke bullish, lost its momentum, and fell over. That indicates to me that the next several days are probably not going to be super bullish, and I'll show you why as far as candlestick analysis is concerned as well. First and foremost, you can see that there was a bearish engulfing candlestick formation right here and also right here. That indicates that the bears are in charge. Why? Well, actually, let's even back up a little bit further. There is also a spinning top right here. This just there, there is so many bearish things that are screaming at us right now from the candlestick analysis perspective. This spinning top was the first warning sign. Uh, you could even say that these long lower shadows right here were the first, or these long upper shadows right here were the first warning sign. But this spinning top candlestick right here indicated that the movement to the upside, the breakout here up to $55 on dot was ill-fated. It indicated that the bulls were in charge, but the spinning top, as we know, if you've gone through CT2A, indicates that we are looking at 
indecision in the market. It means that the market is not as confident in the trend as it might have once been. Following that spinning top, we saw a red candlestick right here. This created what's known as a bearish engulfing candlestick formation. Let's break that down. What's a bearish engulfing candlestick formation? Three words, bearish engulfing candlestick. It's a candlestick. Duh, you understand that one. Bearish basically just means that the second candlestick is red, whereas the first candlestick is green. You can see that there are two examples right here and right here. Engulfing means that the red candlestick is larger than the green candlestick, and therefore you get something like this. For example, this would be a non, uh, a bearish non-engulfing candlestick formation. It's bearish because it's got a red candlestick following the green, and it's candlestick because well, it's a candlestick formation, but it's non-engulfing because the red candlestick is not larger than the green. Here we see two bearish engulfing candlestick formations, one of them following a spinning top. That indicates that we are moving sideways, and then these bearish engulfing candlesticks are indicating we're moving down. So if you were looking at the candlestick formations over here a week or so ago, you wouldn't have been very encouraged. Now, if we look at the candlestick formations right here over the last three days, then what we see is a pattern that you're probably not going to see anybody else talk about anywhere else. I've discovered this. I've never seen anybody else talk about this. I'm not necessarily claiming credit for discovering this or anything. I'm sure people have noticed it, but this is just something that I found is very helpful in charting. This is what I call a red green red formation. I'm more than happy to come up with uh, for you guys to help me come up with a better name for these. We see a red candlestick followed by a smaller green candlestick, a non-engulfing candlestick followed by a bearish engulfing candlestick formation. So this right here is another bearish engulfing as we saw up here. And then it is a red green red because there's a giant red candlestick that precedes it. All of this to say the uptrend that was happening on Polkadot has taken a lot of hits. I'm not going to say it's over because it is technically still setting higher lows uh, and it is still setting higher highs, but it doesn't look great. Whenever you break bullish from an ascending wedge and then fall over, it definitely does not instill much confidence. And another thing that doesn't instill much confidence comes from the sponsor of today's show, which is the Lux Algo Technical Indicator Package. You can see that there was a sell signal just today on Polkadot and the day before, which was yesterday, we saw that the trend catcher, this line right here, turned red. Whenever trend catcher turns red, that can oftentimes be an early warning sign that you're about to see <clears throat> either a strong buy signal or a strong sell signal. So take note here, we saw a strong buy signal, called this entire uptrend, phenomenal signal, and then trend catcher, which is this kind of angular line right here, is uh, it turned green the day before. The strategy that I use with Lux Algo is I combine those two indicators up there, and then I also look down here at another part of the package, which is called Lux Oscillator. I look for a bottom or a top on Lux Oscillator, and then that is one of three signals. So I look for the bottom or the top on Lux Oscillator. I look for the color change here on the trend catcher, and then, and then I look for a buy or a sell signal. What we've seen in the last few days is we saw a top on Lux Oscillator about a week ago, around November 5th to 6th. Then yesterday, we saw a uh, trend catcher turn red. And then today, we've seen a sell signal. Those three coming in together, one of them gives you the idea that something's about to happen, and then the other two confirm that what you're thinking you're seeing is true, that tells me that we're about to see some bearishness on Polkadot. And that's just using Lux Algo. We also want to make sure we're using other indicators. We see volume isn't doing all that well. Uh, let's see. There's not anything really to write home about on TD Sequential. I intentionally do some of this technical analysis live so that you guys can kind of see my process for going through this. One of the things I'm seeing here on VPVR is that luckily there is a pretty large amount of support sitting right here in between 40 and 45 dollars take a peek at that and uh, excuse me pay close attention to um us trying to hold that but if we go down here and we bounce and we don't rally that far then there is potential for polka dot to put a head and shoulders pattern here you guys asked for a lot of polka dot technical analysis so here's my opinion i think that we're going to see probably another two to five dollars in correction on polka dot then there's going to be a critical bounce we could potentially go as low as our support zone down here around 34 dollars 
but I think we will more than likely bounce above 40. But how that bounce plays out, whether we go to new all-time highs or if we just kind of fall over, is going to tell a lot about what the next couple of months are going to look like. Tim, what are you seeing on Polkadot? Do you agree, disagree? Yeah, well, so I, you know, there's cases. There's a case for bullish action. So I know you said you didn't see anything on the, on the T sequential. And at first, I didn't On the daily, either. I don't. So on the daily, we had a six, a six. It's a red six, which makes it a green six flash. Twelve hourly, we just saw a red, or a red eight, or sorry, green eight. And then on the eight hourly, we did see on the last candlestick, we saw a nine, uh, uh, green nine That's flash. True. So there's a case there. Also, you know, uh, when it comes to RSI divergence, we got to see the price finish out. You know, the day's not done, but as it stands right now, if nothing changed, and today we closed on this candlestick. We would be in bullish RSI divergence. That's true. I see you that. Also, we're going to see that play out on the four hourly and bear and kind of sort of on the one hourly as well. So there all that bearish stuff that Jeb talked about is definitely there. But there is also bullish. Also, when you go out to the daily chart in terms of drawing, uh, you know, formations. So I definitely see why we said that we broke bullish out of an ascending wedge. And I everything you said was 100 percent. But there's also another way. And I talked about this the other day on the show when I was uh, leading it on Wednesday is sometimes it's really good to draw a lot of different lines and watch what's happening. And one way that you can call them is spider webs, you can do whatever you want with that. But if you anchor on the 1st of September on the daily chart, and you'll see that kind of rides up for a couple of days, it dips back down, then touches again on the 14th of September. If you ride that out and touch it to where we currently peaked, you could also make an argument, we are still in a different ascending wedge, and we just touched the top, came back down, we're touching the bottom. Now, that's not a great argument because we're also at the 70% mark, so we easily could break bearish right now out of that. Or yeah. we could rally one more time, have a nice little price action where DOT gets somewhere up to $61 before it breaks bearish. That's a good but point. The, the long story short, we will break bearish out of this wedge at some point. The question is when, uh, not necessarily if. Yeah, it's a good point. There are actually – what I would call this is a nested ascending wedge, nested because there's one inside of the other. So we have this smaller ascending wedge right here that we talked about earlier. But what Tim is saying – and this is interesting because the, the resistance that he – Actually, you can back you can uh, uh, back test and extrapolate that uh, backwards. And that goes all the way back to about May of 2021. There's a bunch of touches on this line back there. And then that turns into resistance. And then we have support just right here. And then there is a strong argument to be made that, hey, we're still in a rising wedge. But the thing is, if we're still in that rising wedge, then that's actually not a good thing because that means that the price target is going to be even lower because it yeah. is a bigger rising wedge. And the price target is proportional to the size of the wedge. But that bullish RSI divergence is very important. And that could indicate that we're going to bounce a little bit higher, maybe up around $43, $44. So pay close attention to that, guys. I think we're going to have a bounce somewhere between 40 and 45, followed by a small rally. But I am very much not confident in the strength of any of those rallies right now. Personally, I just don't feel like the bulls are as powerful in DOT as they may have once been. But with that said, we're going to go ahead and move on here to Cartesi. That is one that you guys have been asking about a lot. And we're going to do a little bit of brief analysis on this. I'm going to try and find a chart with a little bit more history. Let's see if we can get one. There we go. Huobi has a little bit more history on it than KuCoin does. Okay, well, let's see. This is really interesting. This one, uh, guys, if you don't know what Cartesi is, I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail on it. It's a layer two. It allows developers to code in their preferred coding languages. It's got a lot of really cool things going on over there. I'm not going to go too much in detail on it. We're already running a little bit late on time. But the thing that I'm sure you guys are interested in, for any of you guys that are fans of Cartesi, tell us in the chat. Drop a one in chat if you like Cartesi. You probably are aware that it rallied 110% in just the last couple of days. And I'm sure this is why you guys all wanted to see it. 
I'm going to do some very basic technical analysis here because whenever a project moonshots like this, it's pretty much the same story every single time. What in the world? I have never seen Lux Algo do that. That is so interesting. This thing rallied so fast that the tri that the trend catcher, the reversal zone, like went backwards. I don't even know. That's that's how crazy this rally was. It's causing the it's causing the indicators to like try and figure out what's going on. They don't even understand. This market rallied. Let's see here. Let's measure from bottom to top rallied at 92 cents, 113% in just under two days. If we look at the daily chart, first thing I want to look at is TD Sequential. We hit a nine flash before we even went into this rally. That's interesting, uh, meaning that we're overextended. We see two very tall upper shadows right here. We see a giant red candlestick. Lux Algo, let's see what it's saying. Um, we penetrated very deep. We went all the way through the reversal zone, which indicates that we are definitely overextended. Tim, are you aware of anything fundamentally that happened on Cartesi in the last couple of days that could have caused this? No idea. That that might, Maybe T. Shroom does. You know T. Shroom, do you know Cartesi? anything that happened with Cartesi to cause no. a giant rally like that? Because to be honest with you, that kind of looks like a pump and dump to me. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan yeah. of the way this chart even looks. This is a very weird chart. It's got a lot of volume that came in. I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you're thinking about buying into Cartesi right now, it's a... I'm not going to say it's a bad idea. I'm going to say that unless you have a good reason fundamentally, which you might... Um, don't buy in when you're getting a bad deal. You're going to be getting a bad deal on this because you're sitting at 66 on RSI. Yesterday, we were at 83. You kind of missed the boat on this one. It could keep going up. Don't get me wrong. I've watched markets have one pump and then correct for a little bit and then have another gigantic pump. We've seen the same thing happen on Bitcoin before back when it was in its little penny stock phase. Um, but I'm not too confident in this right now, to be honest with you. Tim, do you have any thoughts on Cartesi before we move on here? Yeah, I do not. I, I overall just don't like the chart. It, I do not like it, the chart at all. It, yeah, I mean, I, what I could say is on a daily chart i can understand seeing an ascending wedge if you were to anchor back on the 22nd of september for support uh, supporting there and then running it through it, it's a nice little clean line we also if you anchor the candle body so on this one i'm not going to use the candle wick i'm going to use the candle body to anchor the 9th of august or let's see i guess not 9th of august 10th of august and run through we, we kind of touched up here a couple days ago um where that would run through and then came back into it but oh, as a whole you're right like that is a a kind of sketchy looking chart, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that chart. And by the way, shout out to Crypto Vet. Looks like he's in chat. Make sure to go subscribe to his channel. He's got some great content over there. Now we're going to move into some metaverse plays. I know you guys are very interested in uh, the metaverse. It's been on everyone's mind ever since the rebranding from Facebook to Meta uh, was announced. All of a sudden, everybody wants to hear about metaverse. Really funny thing happened when he did that. Tim, can you look up the day that Meta was announced really quickly for me? Because it, it's pertinent to the technical analysis right now. October 28th is the day that this rally on Mana started, uh, Decentraland. It started and it rallied 560% in the span of two days. And, you know, the thing is, I would normally look at a giant rally like this and... I would say, you know, I'm not too happy with this because the market is stupidly overextended. I mean, just take a look at the at the reversal zones here on Lux Algo. Take a look at the Bollinger Bands here. Look at that. That is absurd. I don't know if I have ever seen Bollinger Bands do this. It just went from like nothing to some of the widest Bollinger Bands. These are thick. I don't know what in the world just happened. That is nuts. If we look at TD Sequential here, funnily enough, we actually didn't get overextended on TD Sequential. Volume went straight through the roof. And, you know, like I said, normally I would be very skeptical of a rally like this. But at this moment here, it's actually painting a bull flag. 
and it's maintaining up here. So I'm actually not too opposed to this chart. It's maintaining its volume. The volume is still moving to the upside. So to be honest with you, I'm okay with this chart. I think you'd be... I don't know if it'd be a great idea to buy into this market, but if you're already holding it, sure, take your profits. Never be scared of taking profit, but might not be a bad idea to hold a moon bag in this project, to be quite honest with you. Now, really quickly here, did, did you find that date? It, October 28th is what I'm seeing. October, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah Meta, Meta, when that got announced, October 28th is the day yep. this rally started. I had a feeling that that had to do with that, because as I said, this is a Metaverse project, so it makes a lot of sense. Guys, that's why it's important, by the way, that you take note of what's going on in the fundamentals, and that's why we show you the fundamentals and the technicals because the technicals would not have told you why uh, mana literally 600% gained in two days. The news of Facebook announcing meta did. So that's why you need to pay attention to both of them. But really quickly, we are going to look at sand over tether which is Sandbox. You guys might be familiar with it as well. It's another Metaverse project, very similar. I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail on this. On October 28th, when Facebook announced that, it rallied 350% in six days, and it seems to be maintaining up here. The point I want to bring to you now when we're looking at projects like Mana and Sandbox, which are Metaverse projects, is that they are going to have a lot more attention on them ever since Facebook went the route of rebranding itself to Meta and put the word Metaverse in our lexicon. Pay close attention to these Metaverse projects they are very, very early stages right now, and there is a lot of opportunity in them. Tim, have you been looking at the metaverse at all ever since uh, Facebook announced that? Not at all. It's really interesting what they're doing. Guys, tell me, give me a one in chat if you think the metaverse is actually going to be used mostly for work rather than for play. I think the metaverse is going to be something that is going to allow things like uh, teleconferences, telehealth to be a lot more realistic because one of the issues that you run into with um, doing communication over the internet is that you don't have the same ability to, you know, gesticulate and, you know, facial expressions and body language. That's not as easy, but with a metaverse where you have an avatar in uh, this kind of this kind of world, it makes it a lot easier for you to actually be able to use those human um, emotional um, communicative responses. So it actually has a very interesting dynamic to it. We're going to talk more about metaverse in the future, but guys, stay tuned because Bitcoin is coming up. We're going to be doing some Bitcoin followed by some Bitcoin news, and then we're going to check in with Ethereum here a little bit later on in the show. But right now we're going to jump into a period of super chats. Tim, what do we got? Yeah, I'm going to scroll up here. Have Doing all that TA, that's fun. Some of those projects, I have... I never even looked at the charts of some of those projects. Yeah, so that was actually. Oh, oh, oh and I forgot to mention. By the way, guys, any of you guys that are super chatting, feel free to tell us any of your favorite. And even if you're not super chatting, feel free yeah. to tell us in the chat what your favorite altcoin is that you would like us to look at. If we haven't looked at it already, go ahead and spam the chat for 60 seconds. I will give you 60 seconds. You are more than welcome to spam the chat with what you want to see. And yeah. if we see a bunch of the same, then we will do a little snapshot on them. And make sure to hit that like button. We have three and a half thousand people watching. Only yes. 600 likes. We can get 1,500 likes here pretty soon. Thank you guys very much. Well, I mean, also, guys, I don't even. Who won the Hall Trophy today? I mean, I don't think we mentioned it. Who won the Who won the Hall Trophy today, guys? Anyway, moving on. So uh, we need to read super chats. We have super chats from. Uh, we, <laughs> we have a new member. First of all, uh, by the way, Smay won the Hall Trophy. Smay won the Hall Trophy. That's exactly right. We do have a new member, a new Jedi Youngling Crypto Couple. So thank you so much for joining this family, this group. Thank you very much. Um, as far as questions go, Josh said, Jeb, any chance we get your opinion of the chart of uh, the chart Will Clemente just tweeted out. It looks like long-term holders are starting to dump on the market. I will look at that. Go ahead and read the next one. Yeah. Uh, 
Rhino Mayor said, greetings, gentlemen. I'm 60% into CT2A and loving it. My question is, how do you think the crypto markets would do uh, during a full-on Cold War situation between the USA and China? How the, what do I say again? How do you think the crypto markets would do during a full-on Cold War between the US and China? I think they'd do very, very well because people would be much less confident in ju- both the, uh, the renminbi and the United States dollar. I think it would do exceptionally yeah. well. And as far as the chart that you're talking about from Will Clemente, you can jump onto my screen. I'll show you right now. Basically, what he's talking about is a glass node chart of Bitcoin long-term holder net position change and saying that we are going negative. Um, if you take a look at the last time this happened in history, that was at the beginning of a giant run when Bitcoin hadn't even hit $20,000 yet. So if we do follow through on that, yeah, I mean, the bull market could be coming to an end. But the last time that happened, Bitcoin rallied 300%. So, I mean, that kind of fits with the narrative that we have that, hey, this bull market is probably going to last six months and then we're going to go into a bear market. So actually, this makes a lot of sense. What does it communicate? It it just means they're putting money back on the exchange. No, it means that people are, as far as I can tell, it's basically saying that long uh, long term holders are holding less Bitcoin. It's kind of hard. It doesn't exactly explain it very well here. the The screen should be caught up by now. You might be able to look at the stream and see it. Right. It's uh, it's on Will Clemente's Twitter, which Will Clemente posts a lot of great things. You guys should definitely follow him. Did it say in his note what his he said? Long term holders buy Bitcoin into weakness and sell into strength. We've just gotten our first red prints on LTH net position change in over six months, showing bull market distribution has begun. Basically, it's saying that people are starting to dollar cost average out and dollar cost average uh, dollar cost average sell the top of the market. I mean, I'm I'm just saying I'm looking at the chart exactly what you said. This actually looks like very bullish. I know. Yeah, it, it, it looks like it was very pros. It's like a bearish. No, I know. It looks argument. very bullish to me. I don't know yeah. what the, I don't know what the point is. Here. It seems like this happens when we're low and we're about to rally. And, yeah. And, and the other thing is, look at is, and yeah. the other thing is, look at all that accumulation that happened above thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, look, it, it, That's it, literally it started turning green again at all time high. Like, yeah. <laughs> So I think we want this metric to be red, but that's yeah. just my eyeballs. I don't know. We'll keep moving on. Super Googly said, in in your opinion, if I can only get one, should I get Luxago or Marcus Cipher? Ooh. I think, that is the question. I think they're both phenomenal products. Yes. I personally, I'm not going to tell you which one I think you should use more because it depends on your... Um, it, <laughs> It's a preference thing. Yeah. I personally find myself looking at Lux Algo a little bit more, but I think they're both phenomenal indicators. The, the other thing is, and that's that's really hard. That's like almost asking, and this is a little bit stretch. If you can only have a mom or a dad, which would you rather? There are there's so much there's so much you can do with both of those. Uh, there's so many things you can help with both those. So anyway, keep moving on. John Atkinson said, "Have you looked into Advanced Lux Oscillator? I have found it more helpful than the standard version. I love the show, guys. I have. Yeah. If I take a look over here on my screen, um, you can go ahead and uh, let me show you this really quickly. Lux Oscillator Premium. You can come in here to inputs." Type advanced boom sauce. If you turn that on, then there is actually a lot more in Lux Algo and Lux Oscillator than I've even shown before. Um, but I haven't gone into a bunch of detail on that on camera because it's pretty complicated, but it is really helpful. If you come in here to Lux Oscillator Premium, go classic, boom, there you go. Yeah. I think I think that's the time for uh, super chats, but yes, let's, sir. We'll, we'll get the rest of them when we come back here in a little bit. Cool beans. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump straight into some Bitcoin technical analysis. We're actually going to start over on one of our researchers, Kelly Kellum's Twitter. 
He's got a bunch of on-chain metrics that I want to kind of introduce this segment with. This is the uh, uh, my favorite segment in the entire show where we get to talk about Bitcoin. But let's first read from Kelly Kellum's Twitter here. Make sure to go follow him. He just passed 3,000 followers. I'd love to see him get to 20,000 before long. The coolest aspects of blockchain slash crypto assets is the massive amount of data available to anyone who chooses to look for it. In this case, you see that this is only a dip, a healthy cool-off reset leverage shakeout. And all these on-chain data charts show upside from here. Share slash retweet. Absolutely. Take a look here at advanced NVT signal. Uh, this is basically saying, hey, the market is moving to the upside. I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail on how this thing is calculated. You can pause and read this and do your own analysis on it. I'm going to keep us moving here. This is a pretty complicated and, as you might say, advanced uh, signal. So the point is here, this is a bullish thing. I'm going to leave it at that. The PUL multiple, we've talked about the PUL multiple before. I just kind of want to show you guys this again. I'm not going to you know, beat a dead horse here, but the fact is the PUL multiple says that we're nowhere near all-time high. You can just look at these previous all-time high runs over here. Not even close. You can also look here at reserve risk. This has been continuing to increase a lot, and this is a very good thing. Another thing that I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on, but basically it has to do with the Bitcoin price over how many people are huddling, and it is indicating that we're seeing a lot of bullish strength right now. And then we can look at active address sentiment indicator. It is moving to the upside quite a bit as active addresses are continuing to rally. But let's go ahead and jump on to the actual Bitcoin chart itself. What are we seeing as far as the TA is concerned? Well, the first thing that I want to point out is that yesterday Bitcoin was testing this uptrending level of support right here. And we told you guys during yesterday's stream, not to pat ourselves on the back or anything, I just wanted to, I want to kind of like, you know, catch you up to where we were. We were talking about yesterday how this uptrend was probably going to break. I said on around the blockchain yesterday that I think Bitcoin's going to pull back down to between $61,300 and $63,000. I personally don't think that this correction that we've seen over the last 12 hours is done yet. I think that we have a little bit more to go. And the reason I think that is because this bounce, or I mean, you can call it a bounce, but it's really not that we saw yesterday on this support level was absolutely anemic. It did not have any kind of strength whatsoever, and it formed what we know as a bear flag. This bear flag has a price target right down here on this longer-term uptrending level of support at $61,000. That actually fits very closely with VPVR, which is sitting right here at 61300 So, as I said yesterday, I am expecting that Bitcoin is going to go down to 61300 but I think it's going to bounce from there, and then both of them are going to end up, uh, excuse me, and then Bitcoin is going to end up having a very strong bottom. But the other thing I want to point out, is what Tim saw, which is the cup and handle formation that seems to be forming here on Bitcoin. If you take a look at this, Bitcoin has a pseudo cup and handle formation with a um, with a uh, 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 downtrending uh, bull flag right here. That indicates that we could be seeing a major trend to the upside, and if we do, then the price target would likely be something like this, probably up here around $72,000. I personally am not the biggest fan of the way this cup and handle looks. To be honest yeah. with you, it is a very ugly cup and handle, yeah. but if you're reading it as a cup and handle, then the price target is $73,000. I just personally don't see it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But there is another cup and handle formation that people are talking about that's on the much longer term time frame, which is right here. And they're basically saying, hey, Bitcoin is in this giant cup and handle formation all the way from 30000 And then if we were to see this break to the upside, then we would likely see Bitcoin go to $93,000, which I can actually get behind this cup and handle a little bit more than I can the one down there on the shorter term time frame. Taking a look here at our uh, at our MACD, we can see that MACD 
Let's see. Let's go ahead and full screen that. We can see the MACD had a bullish cross yesterday, but actually ended up having a bearish cross. I talked about this a few days ago. A lot of times what you'll see is you'll see a bullish cross followed by a very quick bearish cross, and then you'll see another bullish cross come into play. That's probably what we're going to see happen right now. This is just kind of a pit stop. This formation on MACD oftentimes will show up whenever a bull flag or whenever a bear flag is in play on the market. Guess what's happening? There's a bear flag in play on the market right down here on the daily chart. It's not even visible from the daily chart. It's down on the four hourly chart, but it prints itself on the MACD. I do think that we're going to see a bullish cross once again on MACD relatively soon, but I do think that Bitcoin is going to need to find that uh, anticipated bottom down around 61,300. Taking a look here at the uh, RSI, we can see that RSI is currently sitting around 55. That's great because that means that we are um, staying in the bullish control zone above 50. But don't forget, guys, the bearish RSI divergence on Mac on uh, Bitcoin is still in play. We do have tops over here that are higher on the price action. And then we have lower tops over here on the RSI, quite a bit lower tops, actually. This indicates that this rally was anemic as compared to this one. How do we know that? Well, the bullish uh, the RSI basically tells us what the strength of the bulls and the bears are. So if we saw if the RSI was sitting up here at 70, 80, uh, 70 or 80 for several weeks, and now we're sitting down here around 50 to 60 for several weeks, it means that the bulls are actually weaker right now than they were two weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, even though we hit a new all-time high. That's why that bearish RSI divergence is important. It's because it's telling us, hey, yeah, we might have pushed a little farther than we did last time, but the faction that is pushing us is actually weaker. It means that the whole market has lost a lot of its strength. It means that the whole market has kind of uh, kind of grounded to a standstill. And that's not a good thing because you don't want to lose momentum when you're uptrending. You want to keep that momentum. The bearish RSI divergence that we're seeing right here tells us a lot more than Bitcoin is just going to have a drop, which we've already started to see. It's also telling us, hey, we're losing momentum and we need to pay close attention to that because if we lose our momentum to the upside, then we could theoretically see something similar uh, play out to what we saw in July, August, and September where we had this round of top. We do not want to see a round of top. We want to see Bitcoin have a massive break to the upside and push six figures by the end of the year. And I think that's going to happen. But we need to pay close attention to some of these technicals because they could be giving us early warning signs that that is not going to happen. Now, let's also take a look here at the candlesticks because I want to point out this spinning top formation that happened, uh, both of them actually. In fact, there are three of them. The last three candlesticks, not in including today, all three of them were spinning top formations. Long upper shadow, long lower shadow, long lower shadow, long upper shadow, long upper shadow, long lower shadow. All three of these for November 9th, 10th, and 11th were spinning top formations indicating indecision. I don't know how many times I've said this, but I'm going to say it one more time. You don't want to see indecision in an uptrend because an indec because indecision is one step away from confidence and the trend is to the upside. You don't want to see the trend that's going to the upside all of a sudden loses confidence because that's the exact same thing as it losing its momentum, which is what I was just talking about. You don't want to see that happen. Guys, very important that we maintain our momentum. Right now, we are losing it. Just got to be honest. We bounce at 61,300. I'm happy. And I think we're going to. But I am going to pull a little bit of a red flag, and I'm going to tell you guys, if Bitcoin doesn't see some of its momentum come back, then it is going to be hard for it to break $70,000 and push up to 80 or 90. I want to see more confidence on Bitcoin because right now I just ain't buying it literally or metaphorically. As far as the Bollinger Bands are concerned, we are still sitting above the 20, which is important. That is sitting around 62,600. Uh, 62, I personally think that's going to break in the next 48 hours. I think we're going to see Bitcoin pull back down below this baseline. 
this center line, the 20 simple moving average, and we're going to have one of these actions that we saw just a couple of weeks ago where we kind of bob below it, but then bounce up above it and kind of tread water uh, right there. I think we're going to see the same thing happen here. And just remember, guys, I showed you this already today, and I showed it to you several times yesterday. The VPVR uh, level to be looking at, the point of control over here is still sitting at 61,300. That is an absolutely critical level. So long as we stay above that, we're still bullish. But if we start breaking below 61,300, then we're looking into the 50s for price targets. I don't think that's going to happen, but you just got to be aware of it. It's very important that you guys understand the bullish side and the bearish side. If I don't inform you on both, then I am not doing my job because it's my job to help you guys achieve financial freedom. And if you get blindsided by something and I didn't tell you on this show, then even though it's not my fault, I'm going to hold myself responsible. Looking down here to the four hourly chart, we can take a look at the MACD. The MACD is still progressing to the downside, and we actually have been diverging bearish again uh, down here on the four hourly chart for the last four hours, uh, for the last eight hours. That is ind uh, indicating to us that there is uh, bearish momentum and bearish strength picking up down here on the four hourly chart. I don't think it's going to push us that far down. Again, I've said it five times, but I'm saying it a sixth time just for that one guy in chat who's like, Jeb, you didn't say that. I'm saying it, okay? I'm, I said it. Don't, don't flame me in the chat. I think Bitcoin's going to bounce around 61,300, but this is a bearish signal. And it does indicate that the bears are definitely in charge. Now, as far as the RSI is concerned, we pushed all the way down to 39. That indicates the bears are, you guessed it, I already said it, they're in charge. And just like how we have long-term bearish RSI divergence, we also have shorter-term bearish RSI divergence that shows up right here. Uptrending levels of resistance on the four-hourly chart, downtrending levels of resistance on the four-hourly RSI chart. That indicates bear strength. You could argue that we've already played a lot of that out, and I would agree with you, but we don't know exactly where that bottom is going to be. Oh, wait. Yeah, we kind of do. We think it's going to be at 61,300. Taking a look here at the volume, we can see that the volume is steady, but it is slightly decreasing over the last 24 hours. I wouldn't really take too much. I wouldn't really worry too much about the volume decreasing this moving average. I would take note of the fact that volume is in general higher over the last four days than it had been in the last four weeks. So that's actually a good thing. We want to see that continue. Now, moving down to the hourly chart, there's just a couple more things that we want to look at down here. First and foremost, we are below the Bollinger Band's uh, uh, middle line, which is the 20 simple moving average, which means we're also below the 20 exponential moving average. That indicates to us that the bears are in charge down here on the hourly chart, and that's definitely not something that we want to look at. Here's the deal. Down here on the hourly chart, it shows up the best. We want to see Bitcoin maintain this uptrending level of support, and if it does, then we are still bullish. If we break below this, then we are bearish. It is that simple, in my humble opinion. Because testing this support level is also going to entail testing roughly the $61,300 level. So if we stay above this little triangle right here, then yeah, we're bullish. If we start breaking below this, then we're bearish. At the moment, we're bullish, but we're threatening to be bearish. That is the takeaway that I have for Bitcoin, at least based on the regular technical analysis. Now, before I move into Market Cipher and Luxalgo, Tim, do you have any thoughts on... Um, uh, do you have any thoughts on Bitcoin? Do you agree with me that that uptrend is the level that we need to be holding? There, There is a lot of could do this, could do that right now on Bitcoin. And that, and that sucks. You never, you never, you know, I don't want to get on the show and be like, well, I could do this or I could do that. Uh, <laughs> that's just where we are now more so than I've seen in a while. And because and you have you know, the ugly cup and handle, then you got the even bigger ugly cup and handle. <laughs> uh, then you have different levels of support rising, different levels of resistance growing. And, and so I think that there's one of two things. Either one, we could right now, we could be in a rally because technically speaking, we are hovering right at the level of rising support uh, that we could have started back on the, let's see, I'm on the daily chart. Yes. Uh, we started this back on the 29th of September. We touched it on the uh, 6th of November, right? 
And currently we are below it, but the daily chart's not over. We could easily bounce back up, close within it, in which case I would say, okay, that we could be rallying again and, and use that for support. We also had the level of support rising from the 28th of October that we touched again same day on the 7th of, or the 6th of November, in which case could these candles keep coming down and maybe touch that level of support closer to 62,400, 62,500, something like that. I don't know. Uh, as you said, the RSI divergence has, it doesn't look at least like it's finished playing out. But again, if we are in a season where the bulls have more power, and I think we are sitting close to levels where the bears are running out of steam, we could just go ahead and rally just because of that. Uh, this, this is a phase of, you know, when you said that it looks like the bull, the bears are winning. I think what's happening right now is that we're waiting those of us who are waiting for the, the to put more into it, we're waiting for something big to happen, not just a FOMO piece of news. We're waiting for an actual piece of adoption, breaking news, some massive whale uh, just da- uh, you know just do- uh, invested billions of dollars. When that happens, I think we're going to see a nice spike, and we're kind of waiting on that. But it is one of those things when you zoom out. I don't think there's any narrative to say, oh well, no. We're entering the bear market. This is it's over. No, we're still in the bull market. The question is, how much longer are we in a correction before resuming this rally? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think we're very much in a long-term uptrend, guys. I am in no way trying to spread FUD, but I do just want to make sure that you guys are informed on what's going on, and that is why we are going to go ahead and move right back into some more technical analysis. We're going to look at Market Cipher. We're going to take a peek at the Market Cipher B out here on the daily chart. Market Cipher right now is giving us some very interesting signals. Let me go ahead and check my notes right here, just get myself kind of caught up, make sure that we're good. I love love this, by the way, guys. I have this iPad over here with literally about eight pages of notes every time we go live. And it's really helpful because there are literally most days five to ten news articles that we put into this stream and then almost a hundred technical analysis points that we put into this stream. So even though I can do all of this on the fly, it's really helpful. So shout out to Kelly Kellum, who's in the chat. Make sure to follow him on Twitter. And also shout out to T. Shroom, who helped to put together our planning document every single morning. Without them, this show would not be possible. And by the way, you know the way that you can support them because they are full-time on our payroll. You can sign up for Luxow. Go with the link in the description box down below because it helps to support this channel and keep all the operations running here. Let's take a look at this. Market Cypher is giving us something interesting here on the money flow. The money flow is moving to the upside and it's kind of plateauing right here around 25. This is important because it basically is saying that even though Bitcoin is dropping, money is still flowing, as the name would suggest, into the cryptocurrency market. On top of that, we can see that there is a red dot that came up on the uh, on the momentum right here. This is a the, both of these signals are kind of okay. So there's four major signals on Market Cipher B. Uh, we have the RSI's up here, we have the momentum right here, we have the money flow right here, and then we have the, v, the VWAP right here. Three of them are saying bearish. One of them is saying bullish. Money flow is saying, hey, we're bullish. There's more money coming into the space. RSI, momentum, and VWAP down here are all pushing to the downside. What does this mean? Well, in my experience, I found the money flow oftentimes will have a much longer term outlook than the rest of these indicators. VWAP, for example, is a relatively simple calculation basically just tells you, are you above the recent average price or below the recent average price? We're below it right now because we've had a drop. Uh, momentum is giving you, it's a little, it's a much more complicated algorithm. It's giving you an idea that the market is pushing to the downside. RSI is doing something similar. So these three are saying we're bearish, but the money flow being up here around this center line is very interesting because it basically means that we're short-term bearish, medium-term bullish. That's kind of what we're seeing. The three that are bearish are more immediate, fast-acting pieces of this technical indicator. And they're saying, yeah, we're bearish in the next few days. Uh, But money flow is indicating that we're still seeing money come into the space. What does that mean? Well, it basically means that the market might still have... 
the inflows that it needs to sustain a longer term rally. But just in the next couple of days, we're not going to be very bullish, which kind of lines up with what we've been talking about for the last couple of days here. Taking a look at uh, Market Cipher A, you can also see, I haven't looked at this one pr for a while, but you can take a look at Market Cipher A here. I don't have time to go into how this is all calculated, but you can see that we have a bunch of different little support levels right here that we are currently bouncing off of and DBSI is giving us some large signals up here on the top a 16 and a 17 and then negative fives down here negative five is the lowest number that market cipher can give you 16 and 17 are pretty high numbers this the large numbers up here indicate pressure towards um, the small numbers indicate suction towards so the large numbers are saying we're pushing ourselves away from that number so 16 17 are saying we're pushing down because it's pushing away from the number the small numbers these these negative fives are saying this pulling you towards so the negative five is pulling the market towards the negative fives, 16, 17 is pushing away from them. So this basically means DBSI, which is a market cipher indicator, is telling us that there is, uh, that there is quite a lot of bearish pressure going on right now. Looking down here to the four hourly chart, we're seeing something very similar on Market Cipher DBSI. We have five or four negative fives in a row. And then we also have a bunch of big numbers up here indicating that the market is quite bearish right now. And there is a lot of sell, uh, sell side pressure. That's kind of what this is telling you. You can read something similar from just depth, char uh, depth charts, order books and everything. But DBSI makes it a little bit easier to see. Looking down here to Market Cipher B, which is the oscillator of Market Cipher. We are getting some very interesting signals uh, and not quite as potentially encouraging as the daily chart. First and foremost, this momentum right here, which is this blue wave that looks like this, uh, that's the momentum waves on Market Cipher, looks absolutely terrible. It looks like a slip and slide, guys. That is not what you want to see. That just indicates that the market is losing so much of its, well, what is it called? Momentum. Remember what I was talking about like two minutes ago where I was saying Bitcoin is losing its momentum? That's, that's what this is saying. It's saying it's losing its momentum. That's not a good thing. You don't want to see that. You want to see momentum continue. Uh, in fact, I take that back. It's not saying we're losing momentum. It's saying we're switching momentum. It's saying we're, we're reversing the momentum from the bulls having the momentum to the bears having the momentum. We're not losing momentum. We're losing the bulls' momentum. There's a difference there, uh, and I should be clear on that. But the RSI is also trending to the downside, indicating the market is losing some bullish strength. Remember, this is a um, this is a more complicated calculation behind RSI than regular RSI, which is RS minus one over 100, all that stuff. Um, and it's indicating the bears are uh, gaining strength. Money flow has actually dipped red, and the VWAP is sitting down here below the zero level. Pretty bearish on the four-hourly chart. Going to be honest with you guys, not even signaling a bottom just yet. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see a bottom come in here at some point. We are getting very low on momentum, so we probably will see some kind of bottom relatively soon. But at the moment, it doesn't look all that good. And, you know... That's on the four-hourly chart. What I mean by that when I say it doesn't look all that good, I don't want to scare you on that. Basically, what it's saying is that we're probably going to see more bearishness before we see bullishness again, which is why in the title card, in the thumbnail, I should say, we said buy the dip. I think it's a great idea to buy the dip right now. I, that is not financial advice. That is simply my opinion, which is what you came here for. I think Bitcoin is going to bottom out uh, above $60,000. I do, and I think we're going to have a bullish November. But... I don't think that the correction is quite over yet, so you might get a better deal if you just wait 24 hours. With that said, Tim, do you have any other thoughts on uh, Bitcoin's technical analysis La before I move on to the rest of I, the TA? I, I hadn't gone down and looked at it yet, so that's why I found it while you were talking. Does not mean we won't keep going down, but you already can see where we're setting up bullish RSI divergence on the four-hourly chart, the two-hourly chart, and the one-hourly chart. So guys, that is, to me, that is comforting that, hey, we could be done. We could rally now, or we could drop a little bit lower. But anything we drop lower would just make that RSI divergence even stronger for a, a rally. And, I, and I'll say it again. Like I said a couple minutes ago, I, I, 
I think if we're losing bullish momentum, all it is is just like, hey, something's about to break. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and wait for that to break before I get in. And so it makes it look like the Bears have control when in reality it's just a, hey, I want some momentum to come with me when I make this push. Let me wait for something big before I push again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and take a look here at uh, Lux Algo because Lux Algo is going to give us a different perspective, and it's actually a very encouraging perspective out on the daily chart. The thing I want to point out to you on Lux Algo, and there is one thing that's not that great, but... Lux Algo has uh, a ton of different technical indicators that I find very, very helpful. By the way, guys, if you find Lux Algo to be helpful in our in our analysis here, then you can sign up for it with the link in the description box down below. Use coupon code Jeb, J-E-B-B, at checkout. That uh, When you sign up for that, that does help to support our operations here so that we can continue to bring you this show. Because believe me, guys, it is not free to run this show. It is pretty expensive, and we very much appreciate your support. Hit that like button if you haven't already. Let's go ahead and take a look here at Lux Algo. This line right here is what is known as the trend catcher. Whether it's green or red tells you quite a lot about the state of the market. Right now, it is green, which indicates to us that on the longer-term perspective, we are still bullish. We are still above the trend catcher as well, which means that we are above a level that we very much want to stay above. When you start dropping below the trend catcher in a big way, like we saw back over here on September the 8th, the day that El Salvador adopted Bitcoin, that's when you start running into trouble. At the moment, we're above it. It's still green, and we have a strong buy signal that came in just a few days ago. Here's the point. This strong buy signal is a pretty long-term indicator. It's not often that you see a strong buy signal coming out of Lux, uh, Lux Algo. You can see one right here. You can see one right here. Notice, it took like two months for these buy, buy signals to play out. This happened four days ago, and we're down a little bit. Don't freak out. We're still up from where it started. And this is a longer term indicator. This is why I wanted to show you this because Lux Algo is giving us a longer term perspective. It's not telling us, hey, it's not telling us on the daily chart anyway, hey, here's what's going to happen in the next 13 hours. It's telling us what's going to happen in the next month. It's telling us in the next month, we're very bullish, guys. The reversal zone up here, which is what we normally push into, as you can see right here, sits up at least at $79,000 right now. I do think that we're going to go there. And on top of that, if we take a look at Lux Oscillator, and this is the one thing on the daily chart that's not very bullish, we have this massive rounding formation happening right here. Now, in the last day, we have seen a, uh, a top kind of form right here on Lux Oscillator. This could be an early warning sign of something. I'm going to pay close attention to this because, remember, the strategy that I use with Lux Algo is I look for the Lux Oscillator reversing like that, and then I'll look for the sell signal and the trend catcher changing color to confirm that. I'll look for one of those three, either the strong sell signals uh, the sell buy signals, uh, the trend catcher changing color, and the Lux Oscillator reversing. I'll look for one of those to give me an early warning sign, which I just got an early warning sign down here on Lux Oscillator, and now I'll look for the other two to confirm to confirm that movement. We're still bullish on both of these, so I'm not worried about it right now, but I have a warning, and I'm going to pay close attention to it. That's how I'm going to use Lux Algo out here on the daily chart. But looking down here to the hourly, uh, four-hourly chart, we get a very different signal, and that is a sell signal. You can see this sell signal came in right up here. Trend catcher turned red, and Lux Oscillator topped out over here. Let's kind of backtest and see how my strategy worked at this point. We saw Lux Oscillator start changing direction. Let's see, right here. Uh, boom, right there. That gave me an early warning sign, like what I just saw on the daily chart. And then we saw the strong sell signal and the reversal zones change, uh, and the, uh, not the reversal zone, sorry, the trend catcher change color right over there. That told me, hey, the market is moving to the downside, and I don't think that bottom has come in just yet. I want to see a reversal come in down here on Lux Oscillator Premium. 
and then that could give me an indication that the market is bottoming out. Hasn't happened just yet. One hourly chart, I'm going to run through this pretty quickly because it's pretty much telling us the same thing that the four hourly chart is telling us. There's a sell signal here. The trend catcher is red. Uh, let's wait for it to come up. Boom. Sell signal. Trend catcher is red. Came in at a perfect timing. I mean, I just called that amazingly. And then we can see that there's a lot of sideways action going on from Lux Oscillator down here. We're below the EQ cloud, etc. Right now, essentially what we're seeing on daily chart and four hourly chart daily charts bullish the next seven to 14 days look great next two to three days don't look that great with that said guys we're going to move on here and we are going to run through some news stories some headlines i'm going to run through these quickly if you'd like we can go into more detail on this over on twitter or in a video here on the channel but i kind of want to just I want to dive a little bit into this story on Bitcoin Taproot. If you guys don't know what Bitcoin Taproot is, it is one of the largest um, uh, upgrades to the Bitcoin network in literally the entire time I've been in cryptocurrency, which is pushing five years now. This is a pretty big deal. You've probably heard this term Taproot. Drop a one in chat if you've heard about Taproot, but you don't really know what it is. I don't have time to go into everything that it is. I mean, I'm talking it is insanely complicated. But I will just read from this article here a little bit and kind of explain what this is, and then we're going to talk about what implications it might have on the price action of Bitcoin. Uh, the much-awaited upgrade promises to help with privacy, efficiency, and security. And the way that it plans to do this is by implementing a couple of different things. For one, it plans on implementing, it doesn't say it here in this article, but I will just go ahead and tell you, it plans on implementing something called Schnorr signatures, which are going to help with uh, a lot of different things here. I actually have a um, uh, quote here that I can read directly. Taproot builds on top of Schnorr signatures, um, so we will focus on them here. The main function of Schnorr signatures is to make multiple signature transactions, which require multiple signatures to be processed, and, tra and traditional single signature transactions look the same on the blockchain. So a lot of what that's doing is it can kind of hide where a transaction is coming from, how a transaction works, so that it helps with privacy, and it also helps to build other things that Taproot is trying to bring into play. Taproot is going to be trying to lay the foundation not necessarily for exactly decentralized applications on Bitcoin, but we're trying to add more functionality to Bitcoin, I suppose is a simple way of saying it. Um, uh, let's see here. We, uh, with a focus on privacy, the Taproot upgrade will also introduce mass Merkleized abstract syntax trees, which will make it easier to obscure the source of transactions and make the Bitcoin network more privacy center. The upgrade would also make it difficult for, out, for an outsider to differentiate between multi-signature uh, multi transactions and lightning network transactions. So as I said, this kind of topic sentence that this article has right here, the much-awaited upgrade promises to help with privacy, efficiency, and security. It's a pretty big deal. It's very te technical, and I am not a blockchain developer, so I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail trying to explain it, but the point is it's pretty important, and once this goes live tomorrow, we could see it have pretty major implications on the price action of Bitcoin. And by the way, a lot of people complain about how long it takes for some of these things to uh, get developed. Uh, Kelly, this morning in our morning Zoom, getting ready for the stream, he told me there's a saying in the Special Forces, and I love this, Tim. You should keep this in mind. Um, uh, 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 moving slow causes you to move smooth and moving smooth causes you to move fast and that's kind of what we're seeing happen right now with some of the development on Bitcoin it seems like it takes forever but because it takes forever it's done correctly and it's not easy to upload uh, an update to a 1.2 trillion dollar asset that the entire world is now using and millions of people are interacting with every single day so we're very excited about Taproot but I'll leave it at that. I'm also going to kind of run through this really quickly. Tim, did you have any thoughts on that? I, I, I'm, I'm actually interacting with people in chat about it, just speculating. Is this because I think uh, Joffrey, Joffrey, Jeffrey Fritz said uh, something about uh, Voyager announced that they're going to be closing down uh, Bitcoin transfers for the weekend or whatever uh, in light of this. Like, um, yeah, I, I haven't even fully wrapped my brain yet. Let me think through it before I have an opinion. I don't know if you have a thought on that 
with the tap roots, uh, tap roots effect of this current price and what it could do in the future. Yep. So. The majority of game developers are beginning to include blockchain in their games, according to study. I'm just going to read the headline, but I thought that's something that you guys would be interested in. The trend includes blockchain elements and NFTs in video games is here to stay. According to a study released this week commissioned by blockchain platform Stratus and by research firm uh, called Opinium, 58% of the 197 surveyed developers in the United States and United Kingdom are beginning to use blockchain elements in their game. Furthermore, according to the study, 48% of these developers are incorporating NFTs into their game. We even saw uh, Ubisoft or Ubisoft talk about this a couple of weeks ago. They're getting really interested in blockchain, and there's a lot going on with blockchain gaming. Smay, you've talked a lot about blockchain gaming here on the channel before. What are your thoughts? When do you think that this is going to become a really big deal, or well, is it going to? Well, I think we're we're starting to see us head in that direction. I mean, ultimately, I I, I kind of I don't get too excited when I see these uh, very small projects being put together and saying, "Hey, this is super life changing." Because I honestly, I get frustrated in cryptocurrency where everyone, every project somehow is going to be life changing. Yeah, that's, that's just a good not point. true. That's, that's just not true. But in this case, I think it's going to be a huge market, and I think it's definitely going to be something that you can make some money on. I'm just not. I'm not too interested in it because it's not something that I, uh, I'm not interested in gaming. I'm not a gamer. Uh, it's just not something that I'm interested in. And I get it. You can make money in it, but it's not my thing. Do you think this changes anything now that it looks like big name developers are getting involved? No, I, this is what I was waiting for, to be honest with you. I think this is really the big moment for like to validate a lot of uh, what people have been saying. As I, what I've been saying for a long time is saying, hey, the big developers need to get in the space or else you're really not going to see anything of substance because yeah. development takes time and resources right yeah, especially right. game development and people are picky with their games right so do you, what, do you, you can't play expect any, people to adopt do you play it. any games may i don't play any video games you don't play i thought you played madden no, I don't play any video games. Tim, you play Madden, right? Uh, a long time ago, yeah. Really? You don't play Madden at all? I haven't played a video game in like two and a half years or something like that. That's, yeah. that's wrong. I've seen you play a video game in the last two and a half years. <sighs> you okay. I played one time with Sam. I played FIFA. I'm uh, not Madden. I'm sorry, FIFA. I used to play FIFA a lot, but uh, yeah, okay, I, I totally forgot. Would you buy an, NFT? Would you buy an NFT in FIFA? I mean, I don't know how many NFTs I'm going to be buying. I, I, I need to I need to look heavily into what I what if I see one that I'm like that one's going to be valuable because I I have friends who have told me their stories of buying NFTs and turning around and flipping them like a week later for making like a hundred X. Yeah, for real. It's yeah, crazy. if I can find something like that, then yeah. But I don't I don't know how I would ever have like ones. I want one. You know what I want? I want a Smay on a ladder NFT. That's solid. I, I would buy that. that one. I would own that. Heck I wouldn't yeah. sell it. Smay on a ladder. Heck yeah. Guys, I'm just going to read a couple more headlines here that might interest you. Miami residents set to receive dividends from Miami Coin. This is a way of Miami hopefully giving back to the people in Miami that's trying to make Miami Coin much more uh, enticing and hopefully bringing more people towards Miami. Mayor Suarez has been in this kind of competition lately with the uh, mayor elect of New York City, Eric Adams, about how much of his paycheck he's going to take in Bitcoin. So a lot of interesting things happening down in Miami. Not a huge deal, but I just, did just want to read you that headline. And then also another one that you might find interesting. Latin American countries accept payment for houses in Bitcoin. There is a ton of um, investment in Bitcoin going on in Latin America. And this article, if you're interested, over on the Daily Coin is talking about how in uh, Colombia, Mexico, Costa Rica, uh, El Salvador, stop, I'm sorry, El Salvador, Panama, Argentina, Brazil, and Chile, uh, Chile, it is already common for real estate companies to accept Bitcoin for the purchases or rental homes uh, in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So really interesting, a lot of adoption going on there. Guys, we're going to jump into our next intermission. We're going to read some soup chats, and then we are going to keep moving. Coming up next, we're going to be looking at Ethereum, but first we want to check in with the chat. Yeah, I'm going to try to do as many of these as possible. We do, I think, have a new member also, LW. Woo! 
Ooh, uh, let's a go. Jedi youngling. So welcome. Thank uh, you. Alan Carey, who is a Jedi master, said, I'm glad I took some profits out before the dip. Now I can enjoy my birthday on Sunday in style. There you, can you go. Do a quick take on projects and the price of Filecoin and or Helium Cheers. Well, first of all, happy helium. birthday. Cheers, lads. Filecoin and Helium are two that we've been looking at as a team, and we're probably going to do analysis on them in an upcoming show. I don't know if we're going to have time to look at them today, <laughs> but uh, I, I think we're looking at those as a team. Those are some that we've been talking about. I've, I remember specifically having a conversation with T-Shroom. Was that you about Helium yesterday? Yeah. That was you? What are, What are your thoughts on Helium real quick? I know you're sitting over there on the floor. I'm sorry. We got we, we got to get just, yeah. <laughs> subscribe to the channel so we yeah. can get him a desk. <laughs> all right, all right, there we go. My thoughts on Ethereum is on uh, helium, helium, correct? Yeah, yeah, helium. I mean, the price has gone up quite a bit in uh, the last month. It's been it's been it's like pretty, a helium balloon. Exactly. But um, chiss. Someone has filled up the balloon. Uh, I mean, I ordered, but I ordered my helium miner in April. That's what and, we were talking about. I haven't helium gotten miner. it, and. You know, but I got it from Nebra via Parlay Labs. So it look, it's all complicated. A lot of that has to do with more of the uh, the sickness that went around and the effect on the supply chain. Yeah. So you know, but the price has gone up quite a bit, and so that's incentivizing more folks to to purchase those helium miners. I, I would imagine right. because the rewards are higher. So that's. Taze take T-Shroom. There you out. go. Drop a one in Taze, chat if you would like gonna, to see more T-Shroom on the channel. I'd like to see him uh, have his own there camera. He is. And He's crawling back to his oh, beanbag. Back guys. To his, get back in your beanbag. Go on. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Nobody asked you anything. Well, actually, I did, but never mind. And, and to specify, someone asked that in chat before. <laughs> Somebody uh, said, give him a chair. Be professional, TA. Yeah, he asked Jeff. for the. We gave him a he chair. He chose for the beanbag. Bean we gave him a chair. He wanted the beanbag. I want a desk. He chose the bean okay, bag. Working on it. Be quiet. All right, you, don't, you, you don't get a death. You don't earn it yet. <laughs> Z, Z, Z Go Z back Hosen. to the editing dungeon. <laughs> Z Hosen said, what do you guys think about Efinity in the short term and long term? Do you think it is a use uh, a good large a good large long term investment? Love how do, your how do you spell guys. that? Let me look it up on CoinMarketCap. Uh, it's EFI, so Efinity. Efinity. I thought for a second you were talking about Axie Infinity. I have never heard of Efinity in my life. I'll have to come back to you on that one. Let's come back to that one. Uh, Matty T said, quick rundown on ADA. Will it pump after most altcoins reach their peaks during this cycle? Yes, I think ADA is going to have a very. I think ADA is going to surprise you in the next couple of months, to be honest with you. But I think it is going to only happen after we see a little bit more confidence coming out of Bitcoin and Ethereum, which right yeah. now they are not doing a very good job at. Uh, we have one from Crypto Vantage saying, congrats on hitting 200,000, Jeb. Thank you. Yes. Thank Guys, you very much. Come join us. We're going to be heading this next year to a million. So yes, make sure sir. Part of that. We want to be at a million by the end of next year, honestly, by this time next year. So hit yeah. that subscribe button. Here is a great name. Durganan. Durgananda. Durgananda. Saraswati. Saraswati. Saraswati? I don't know, but the first name, Durgana. Durgananda. <laughs> this one's so hard. Guys, this one's really got him. There's a lot of N's and A's in there. This one really wow, stumped that's them. That's a good one. You guys All really right. stumped the temperature. All right, they're in Hawaii, so that explains. <laughs> Actually having my coffee with you at 4.30 a.m. in Hawaii. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Wow, jinx. Shout wow. out to Inter Shout out to Hawaii. <laughs> Interesting market today. You guys really are great. Thank you for all the great TA and community. Oh. Thank you for the name. Thank that, you for that entertainment. That was that was solid. That one gets me. I I thought I've been doing better over the last couple of days. That one took me back. Give to it the, just just give, give it, it, one, give, more give it one more try. One more try. One more try. Just one more try. <laughs> Durganada. Durganada. <laughs> there. Guys, guys, I if you know. if you listen close enough, you can hear dial-up tones in his brain. Right Durganada. Durganada. 
Bring. Oh, it's hard. There's like steam coming yeah, out. Yeah, there's like, I can hear the gears turning over I'm there. You need to put some oil on there, dude. Even, okay, uh, Corey Mo just commented and said, <laughs> Someone said, don't hurt yourself, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It hurt. <laughs> His oh tongue's like in a knot. He's going to have to go in the corner and fix that. Gosh. Uh, Corey Mo said, hello. Can we talk about Bitcoin TA? Uh, Corey, we uh, did we, a little we earlier. We just but did that. <laughs> where are your support levels and what should we be looking for? Thank you so much. Just joining in today. You know, we talked about a little earlier. Support level $61,300, in my opinion. As I'm watching it right now. Tim is buffering. <laughs> I'm watching on the one-hourly chart. I'm really liking that level of support that was anchored on the 27th of October, and we touched again on the 6th of November. If you draw that line of support, just the bottoms, uh, it looks like we're heading back towards that line. Uh, maybe we'll stop a little bit above it, but hopefully that answers your question, Corey. And go go watch the segment uh, back, and you'll be able to see a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that pronunciation. I know, I, I know. Wanna, but can, you, can you put that in chat? I want to see how that name is taught. Whoever that is, I'm not even going to try. I'd probably do worse. Can you just type in it, chat so I can see how that's I, spelled? D-U-R-G-A-N-A-N-D-A. Durg <laughs> Ananda. I mean, I'm going to change it up. Durg Ananda. Oh that's a little God. easier because I think I was trying to... Can we to get never- like a... Whoever... Who, thank you for the super chat. Can we get like a phonetic spelling of that in the chat so yeah. that we know? Tim is buffering is what Stuart, everybody's saying. Yes. Stuart Edwards just wanted to donate. There you go. Alan Rowe one. said Bitcoin is in descending triangles. Descending triangle. Plural? <laughs> no, I don't see it. I mean, yeah, I'm maybe looking. I'm crazy. Do you see a descending triangle? No. I do not see it. Unless he doesn't, triangle. unless maybe he's not using the descending triangle necessarily. Maybe he's on like a shorter term time frame. I don't see it as any. I, I don't know. I would love to see him. If he I would wants love to, to see if that. If he wants to draw it and then like tweet it at us. Yeah, tweet it at us. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see it. The handle of the cup kind of looks like it a little bit. Uh, I have to relay what you just. T Shroom said the handle of the cup kind of looks like it a little bit. I, no, I see that, but I, I, but I don't think that that's the. I mean, if we hit the bottom on that right now, but I think we're either going to. I think we're. Oh, really Tim, it, it's Durgananda Saraswati. Durgananda. Yeah, wait a minute. That's not even that hard. Durgananda Saraswati. I think I got that right. Durgananda. That's like pretty Durgananda. easy. Durgananda. Durgananda. Saraswati. Le, is that what he? Is that what he put? Or think, you're just? That's that, your I'm attempt. guessing. I'm guessing. Can we get a? Can we get an answer in the chat from uh, Durgananda Saraswati? That's actually not that bad. What the heck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I have sat in that seat and watched both of you butcher these names. So no, you haven't, not. because when you host you're the show, right. I'm I've not never, here. You, I've sat in this seat and watched you butcher names. <laughs> I've sat in all seats and watched you butcher names. When have I butchered a name? Ever, never. This is a hard job. <laughs> yeah, you got the hard job. I oh feel like God. Durgananda was one of my times. I just said it slowly because it was a. It, it Durgananda. Really all right, That's all right, not all right, that bad. Anyway, right, let's keep it moving here. We got time for one more. <laughs> we have so many. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to pick which one because we have time for one. Famuclify said, Congratulations on 200K. Thoughts on ETH 2.0 in 2022? Huge. Absolutely huge. It'll help push ETH to five figures. ETH will be at $10,000 by the end of next year, in my opinion. Boom. Boom sauce. All right, speaking of Ethereum, we're going to jump back into our analysis. We're going to um, <clears throat> hopefully have better analysis skills than we have linguistic skills. But uh, sorry, I, I had to throw that shade, Tim. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Hey, hey, Tim, Tim, 
You can, tell the story of what happened at the at the physical therapist. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, you my can weird flex, flex a little bit. No, I have, weird I flex, was at a physical okay. therapist the other day or yesterday, and he was using um uh what do you okay what a, a needle. needles no but the needles called it's uh acupuncture. Acupuncture. acupuncture acupuncture so you want to get down as close to the bone as possible, and my shoulder was so big he had he's like uh, well you can go flex on this one I have to use hip. Uh, acupuncture needles to get into your shoulders. So. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'll take I, it, I, I had to get. I had to give Tim the chance to brag because Listen, because that that was that was pretty rough. Words are hard. You know. You know. We all got our strengths. Tim is physically strong, but he's not um, vocally strong. That's okay. Tim, you're actually a great speaker, my friend. You are a great speaker. I mean that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm serious. Let's just keep going. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> let's look at. Uh, we're kind of crazy today, guys. It's a Friday. Uh, we're going to look at Ethereum here. Ethereum's in a similar position to a couple of the other projects we're looking at, which is DOT. It has a nested ascending uh, ascending wedge right now. It has an ascending wedge right here inside of a larger ascending wedge. So we talked about Ethereum a little bit yesterday. And I've been saying for the last week or so that I think Ethereum could push as high as $5,000, but then it's going to have a drop down to $4,400, down to potentially uh, $4,000, which is our local high that we set right over here. Um, the fact of the matter is Ethereum is a little bit overextended, and I really don't feel that it's going to be able to maintain this uptrend, and I'll explain very simply why that is the case. Ethereum is... It has not had the same kind of correction that we've seen happen on Bitcoin and that we've seen happen on many of these other projects. Most of the cryptocurrency market right now is very, and I've used this word I think four times already this stream, anemic. It is losing its momentum. Ethereum has not felt the consequences of that just yet, and I think it is high time that it does. Looking at Lux Algo here, it's still bullish, but it has broken beneath the trend catcher. The trend catcher is very important. You want to stay above the trend catcher when you're in an uptrend, and you want to stay below it when you're in a downtrend. I mean, you don't want to, but typically, if you're staying below it, you're in a downtrend. Looking down here at Lux Oscillator, you can also see that we saw a red dot <clears throat> like three weeks ago, and Lux Oscillator has been pushing to the downside. This is, again, our early warning sign, and now we're looking for Lux Algo to come in with a red trend catcher or with a sell signal. If it sees one of those take place, then we're going to be pretty confident that there is a tr that there is a drop coming just taking a look here at the candlesticks as well we're going to see something else. There is currently a bear, uh, red, green, red formation happening on Ethereum. It might not be that obvious to you because this green candlestick is pretty large, but we see a red followed by a non-engulfing green followed by an engulfing red. That is a bearish signal. On top of that, two candlesticks ago, back on the 10th, which was Wednesday, uh, we saw a massive spinning top come into play right here, which indicates that there's indecision in the market. That is not bullish. That is bearish. Let's be clear on that. That's not what we want to see happen if we want to see Ethereum continue moving to the upside. It is very deep into this ascending wedge. Ascending wedges typically break to the downside. It hasn't done it yet. Frankly, statistically, it should have already done it. It's probably going to happen in the next couple of days. I would not at all be surprised to see some major sideways movement uh, <clears throat> uh, and potentially some slightly bearish movement come in over the weekend. Now, I don't think there's going to be a giant crash on Ethereum. I'm not saying it's going to drop four or 500 bucks in a day, but I do think we're going to see this kind of round out and it's going to kind of push down here to about 4,400 bucks, maybe down to $4,000. I'm just not feeling that great on it right now. Tim, what are your thoughts on Ethereum? Yeah, I, I think we're in an ascending wedge currently on Ethereum that we recently, let's see, a couple days ago on the 8th of November, touched the top of. We're coming back down. Um, and even if you look over at the ETH over Bitcoin chart, it's it's on its way back to kind of outperforming Bitcoin right now. But as a whole, you know, as someone said earlier in chat, I completely agree that you know Ethereum and Bitcoin are not really uh, exciting right now. They're not really 
causing a bunch of stir for other coins and altcoins like Cardano to rally behind. So I want to see something happen. And the truth is, I, I actually really do believe something is about to break that we uh, do not know of. But. We'll have to wait to see what that specific detail is. By the way, I want to read a I want to read a comment uh, from the uh, Club NFT. Yo, I have a concern claiming to have millions from 2017. First of all, I never said millions plural, for, but can't afford a desk. We can afford a desk. We just haven't gotten him a desk yet because we think it's funny. That, oh, I, just, no, I, just, it, I just want to clarify that no, it's not an issue. Of it, it actually is. We're just you know, Smake can probably speak more to this. We we are. This is still a new set. Like we're we're, we're still, still building this where set. we want to be. So yeah. when we figure all that stuff out. And we're close on that, right, Smay? Yeah, we're in the process of building yeah, this Yeah, we're in the process of yeah, it, yeah. The, the truth is, uh, T-Shroom won't be the only person with a desk that's coming on Yes, yeah, so we're going to have a tale of yeah. two tailors on, t- on stream. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, so guys, uh, uh, story, the short story, that guy, it just takes time. The short like story this. is yep. we're still building yeah. the set. It, it, takes, time. Sure it, it right. takes time to do stuff like that. Yes, indeed. All right, let's move into our next uh, check-in with chat, our intermission here. There we go. We got, uh, let's see here. Uh, gonna, I'm just going to keep saving that one. I think I already forgot how we pronounce it. Looks like it. somebody posted, a, somebody posted a, a link to a tweet. I don't know what that's about. Maybe you should check it out. Maybe I should check it out. You I will should. check it out. Stuart Edwards just wanted to donate. I don't know if I already said that one. Uh, Z Hosen gave us two more chats. Uh, Infinity is the Polkadot parachain of uh, play of engine coin. Definitely look into it. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> he is a, yeah, we actually posted that twice, actually. So he There's didn't give it twice. He just... Yeah, he he, he wants you to look at a tweet that he did. He's very proud of himself. Um, let's see here. It's in the chat. You got to scroll up. Okay. Deep Diver <laughs> gave $5 for T.A. Tim's hard linguistics efforts. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Deep Diver. Oh, my gosh. Take a look at my screen. Uh, Crypto Alchemist. Smay just Sorry, gave you gosh. a good reason to follow him. <laughs> Smay gave you a good reason to follow him. Go follow at uh, Thicky Smay for that. Yeah. Crypto pretty, Alchemist pretty said, isn't the fact that ETH is so deep into the wedge Full mean screen. that the correction not as strong as opposed to being kicked down halfway through it? No. And the reason that I would say no is because uh, <clears throat> it has a lot of pent-up bearing, bearish pressure that is not played out yet. And that bearish pressure doesn't just go away. It's going to come out at some point. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. Yeah, let's see. I'm making sure we don't have uh, uh, that. Is all the super chats I am seeing? We actually get through of all of them. Dang. Okay. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, really quickly here, we're gonna do a bit of a snapshot on a couple of different altcoins that you guys requested earlier on. We're gonna do what we call a snapshot. This is even shorter than a two minute technicals. I'm literally going to look at a couple of these projects just briefly, just kind of you know move through them kind of fast and see what we see. First one we're gonna look at here that you guys requested is Matic. Matic is a good project from what I can tell. Right now, it is under a Massive uptrend. We have an, uh, above a massive uptrending level of support that's been in place since July, uh, since June. And we can also see that we are in a downtrend right here. You could argue that we broke bullish out of this and we are currently trending up. But you could also say that we have just reset this downtrend and that we're in a giant symmetrical triangle pattern. Matic looks decent right now, but I do think that we're probably going to have a drop down here to around $1.46 based on this uptrending level of support right here. Another one that you guys asked us about is Harmony 1. So let's go ahead and take it one over US, take a look at 1 over US dollar tether. You can see 1 broke briefly above $0.22, uh, 22 cents right here. Had this symmet- uh, the symmetrical triangle pattern right here, which had a price target. Target. Let's take a look at where that price target was at 37 cents. That's exactly where we go. That's exactly where we went. If you don't believe technical analysis works, there's some evidence that it does. The next thing that I'm seeing here on one is that over the last two weeks, it's been forming this big bull flag. We're looking at like a year of price action data, just so you know. This is giving us a price target. <clears throat> 
of around 50 cents. 50 cents is a mass psychological level of resistance. So be looking for a potential rally up to 50 cents on Harmony. It's a decent project. We can also look at KDA. No, not the pop stars group from League of Legends, but KDA as in Kadana. Tell me, give me a one in chat if you got that reference. We are on a massive run up. This looks to me like a massive, massive, massive price discovery rally. I can't really tell you where the top is on this because just to be honest with you, it hasn't set one. We don't have a lot of technical analysis to go off of, but I will encourage you to be careful because it has rallied 10,000% in 90 days. Probably not a project that you want to be putting your life savings into at this point in time. We're also going to look at GRT, which is another one that you guys requested quite a bit in chat earlier. Uh, I have not ever looked at this project in my entire life. Just going to be honest with you, so I'm going to kind of do some quick TA on it right now. Looks like we have some uh, rounding bottom going on down here. We have a double bottom down here around 50 cents. We also have a higher low here at 60 cents. It looks like it has a resistance level right here that if it is able to break through based on this uptrend right here and also based on this uptrend right here, then it is probably going to continue pushing on back towards its all-time high up around $1.31 to $2. That is pretty much all I can tell you on that because I don't know anything about the fundamentals. That is some live TA that I just did off the cuff. Tim, I have a question for you. Which altcoin of all the ones that we've covered this week is most attractive to you? Good question. Full um, Good question indeed. Thank you, T-Shroom, for writing it. <laughs> Gosh, there was one. I, I the other day I did I did some on uh, V Chain. I liked where V Chain was sitting. I, I didn't look at that today, uh, but I remember the other day when I looked at it, I liked where V Chain was sitting. Um, I also I, I also thought uh, you know XRP had just broken bullish. There was a couple of them that had just broken bullish out of symmetrical triangle patterns. Um, so uh, just because I, I'm not thinking of every single one. I'm going to just show those two. I, I liked where XRP was, and I liked where VeChain was. And I haven't even looked. What are they? Are they up today, down today? I think they're up today. I haven't checked, actually. Yeah, I don't even know. But I, I remember when I looked at them, I liked them. By the way, guys, drop a one in chat if you like that little altcoin snapshot segment that we just did. I only spent like 30 seconds on them. Want to keep moving fast. We've covered like 10 different projects right now uh, today. So make sure you drop a one in chat if you like that, uh, because you guys are always asking about that. Here's another question for you. Are bulls losing patience with Cardano? Why do you think Cardano's having such a hard time? rallying this is a great question that i wish i had a very good answer to i i just don't think it's time to give up yet. I, I think the minute someone says cardano you're boring all right i'm done i i can just promise you this is how those things work the minute you go out is the minute it's gonna rally like crazy. for real so i can't give a good answer other than there hasn't been a lot of big I, breaking news recently about I'll be, it. I'll be honest. I think right now is a decent time to load up your bags on yeah, Cardano. Yeah, I think so. Do you agree? I, I think so. But again, yeah. that's you know that's just me. I'm, that's just what I'm doing. I, yeah. Anyone else is welcome to do whatever they think is right. Someone said hair reveal, Tim. That's funny. No, that's. I think that we talked about that before, and, and Shannon needs to work with it. Uh, you guys, we, we should have a poll whether people think I have hair or not. Uh, <laughs> but I think at the end of the year, if we hit our goal of 250,000 subs... Then I think we're doing a hair reveal, yeah. but I'm going to keep wearing hats until then. Guys, smash that like button so that we can uh, hit that. And I'll also, get, you know, is it on me real quick? There's there's a little bit of hair. Ooh. You know, there's, there's, Whoa. There's, there's a sneak peek. Yo. Or maybe that's a wig. You know, I don't know. Yo, oh, be careful, goodness, man. You're getting gonna hot get, in here. It's getting hot <laughs> in here. You're going to get <laughs> demonetized, Tim. Come on now. I'm shaking, guys. Oh, yeah. gosh. I'm quaking in my boots. I'm worried gosh. the channel might get deleted again I'm if we're not to careful. Sweat. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, oh, God. Let's move it on. Okay, speaking of, let's go ahead and announce the winners of yesterday's giveaway, Tim. Yes. We do, and, and some of these names I have practiced, and I think I'm going to say them well, and I hope hopefully I don't mess up too many of them. But I'm going to announce the 10 people who Woo! will be getting 
who will be getting CT2A for $200 first, and then I will at the end announce the two winners who are getting CT2A for free. Probably just blew some eardrums so, out there. <laughs> make sure you guys are no, ready. The number one person who is going to be getting CT2A for $200 is dun, dun, dun. Crypto Sandwich or his, the Twitter handle Crypto. at Crypto Sandwich. Let's go, Crypto Congratulations. Sandwich. Congratulations. Number two, Pippo Queen. And the, the Twitter is at Carta Stephanie. Let's go. Uh, number three, Chris Godbolt. At Chris Godbolt four. Congratulations. Number four, Crypto Alchemist. Let's at go, Crypto, Crypto Alchemist. Alchemist. Come on. Longtime supporter. You earned it, man. Uh, okay. No, God, Jeb slamming things. Those are all here. half off. Thank you very much, guys. Number five that I'm pretty sure I'm going to say wrong. I know of. You got it. I know it. A I H N O A at I know a crypto. Uh, congratulations. Number six, Chaz at Chaz Health tw- or Chad, Chaz Heath, not Health. There's no L in there. Chaz Heath 22. Uh, number seven, Shadrock Frost at Shadrock Frost. Congratulations. Let's go, Shadrock. Another long term uh, supporter. Number eight, Damian Vincent at OG underscore Damien. Congratulations. Number nine, Michelle Fields at four, Michelle Fields. Woo! Number 10, Alex. And the Number Twitter handle 10. is at Alex underscore Tarnowski. Tarnowski. Those are the 10 they get for 200. It, so I'm going to announce here in just a second how you guys are going to reach out to verify that it is you and get set up. Just so you guys know, in case anybody in that list, um, and I can read it again here in just a second quickly. If anyone is like, ah, you know, I don't want to get it, I do have some backup names that we'll announce. And we, we'll be announcing if we have to use any of those, we'll announce those on Monday. Should, should we do like a tweet on my, should you do a tweet we on should. my Twitter with like a at them and then we can, you yeah. know, have them DM us or something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's probably what we're going to have to do. So again, we running do it, through those to 10. Crypto Sandwich, Pippo Queen, Chris Godbolt, Crypto Alchemist, Inoa, Chaz, Shadrach Frost, Damian Vincent, Michelle Fields, and Alex, and that's Alex underscore Tanoski. If that is you, make sure that you email our support team and we'll make sure to reach out to you and figure out how to get this to you. Uh, but without further ado, I will announce the two winners of free CT2A. Number one is going to be Kuma Kennedy at Kuma Ooh. underscore Kennedy. Congratulations. Congratulations. Free CT2A. And the second one is Pam Renard at Pam Let's Renard. Go. You guys are getting CT2A for free. I'm super excited for you guys because it's Congratulations. You know, obviously you entered because you wanted to learn and you guys are going to learn a whole lot. Uh, make sure email our support staff. You're going to email my wife, Taylor, actually. He's going to be yep. the one responding to you. Yep. And then as Jeb said, the other thing is reach out to us on Twitter. You can reach out. The, probably the easiest thing to be is because my channel, my uh, thing's a little smaller than his. Uh, Go to my Twitter, message me. It's at uh, the crypto underscore beard. Yeah, there you go. And I will verify that it is you. We will make sure to set up your email with Taylor so you can get signed up for your CT2A. Yep. That's all I got. Boom. Also, uh, who won the who won the Huddle Trophy today? And how did he and how did Smay win? It was Smay. How did he win? Who, what were the predictions? The predictions on the Huddle Trophy. Let me pull them up. We'll just remind you of what they were. He was the lowest predictor, and that's why he won. His prediction of sixty seven thousand was the lowest. Man, I wanted to be the lowest, and then I heard that Boom. he was the lowest. Yeah, I was so sad. Jeb, Jeb, you were right behind him at uh, sixty eight thousand five hundred. T Shroom said sixty nine thousand four twenty. And for a second there, I thought nice. I was going to win. You know, on Wednesday, I thought we were heading over over seventy because I said seventy thousand. Nah. 
Maybe next week. You know? nah. We'll see. I'm the winner, guys. Well, good I'm for you, Smain. Guys, that is all we got for you. If you enjoyed today's show, hit that like button. Let's see if we can get to 2,500 likes on this stream and share this stream with somebody that you think would get value out of what we're doing here. It really is my heart and my passion and all of our dream to see you and many people achieve financial freedom. That is what we are here for. And the way that you can do that is by subscribing to the channel, watching our content, signing up for CT2A, signing up for Lux Algo. There's a 20% off coupon code linked down below. And, you know, following us on our Twitter and just getting engaged in the community that we're trying to build here. We really want to see you guys become successful. And that's why we come here every single day and put in the hours and the work that we do is because we care about you. And we really want to see you succeed. And I know you can do it. And by the way, if no one has told you recently that they're proud of you, I'm proud of you. If nobody's told you recently that you can do it, you can do it. If nobody's told you recently that your dreams can come true, I'm here to tell you they can. You just got to work for it. You just got to invest in yourself. Keep your eyes on the prize. You're heading the sky. Everything's going to be just fine. Have a fantastic weekend, guys. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacFee Media.